live. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys for tuning in. It's Coach Klee coming at you. I know you guys can't see me. I'm behind the camera, but I have a very special live and a very special segment going on today. I have two gentlemen on camera. I'll introduce them in a minute, and they will have a ton of good information that they're going to share with us, all right? First and foremost is your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, Coach Klee, coming at you. We're going to do a little things a little differently. I'm not going to ask for the same normal uh, format on the introduction. We're going to do it differently, okay? So today, I'd like to introduce to you Robert Thomas and Dave Doyle of the, correct me if I'm in, wrong, the Lower Paxson Histor Historical Commission. Commission. There we go, absolutely. And they are com coming live and direct uh, for Black History Month about some information here in Lower Paxton, and specifically Linglestown itself. Um, uh, and I don't want to give away any fruits, any, any, anything like that, because I know there's going to be slides and there's going to be videos. Uh, I was here about two years ago, uh, February 2019, for uh, the Hodge Family Farm or Orphanage, what it is, which happens to be uh, currently or where it used to be on my current Masonic Lodge's uh, property there in Linglestown. I'm with Chosen Friends Lodge 43. Want to give a shout out. I see Jason Brown's on. I see Felix Garden Hires on. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got a bunch of information. Uh, Jason Shoop's on. Thank you, thank you for tuning in. Please tag, like, and share. But we're going to jump right into the interview. I, I got this notification probably about a month ago that you guys uh, learned about, I believe, uh, Irma King. Is that how you found out about this this, this, this presentation, or how did you find out about the presentation well, itself? Well, actually, Clee, the way, the way this started, uh, actually, it, it started maybe innocently a couple years ago. In okay. That, in that uh, I happen to be personal friends with the people that own the current foot farm okay. property. Mm -hmm. And they had mentioned to me a couple years ago that they thought their farm was perhaps the first farm owned by an African-American in North Baxter Township. Mm -hmm. So I just put that away in the back of my brain and fast forward to now and thought, you know, this would be a, a neat story to tell because once, once we started, once we turned the first page in researching this, mm -hmm. the, the, the history just flowed. I believe it. It just, you know, we, we thought we had a simple story about a farm, and then once we started researching, we found we had much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and where Irma King comes into it was uh, one of the ways that we research. Um, the owner of the owner of the farm was Forest Foot, and uh, so I started trying to build a family tree mm -hmm. using Ancestry.com, and doing that as because uh, it's really kind of interesting because you can start to get little tidbits from it you know you might find some military records or mm -hmm. some piece of history or some documents and photos etc that you don't have access to exactly and i came across a name of somebody who posted a lot of information her name is Irma king so i reached out to her not knowing whether or not she would respond and uh i think it was the next day or, or maybe two days after and she is she is uh, an an a direct ancestor of, of this family and it was amazing because all the wealth of information that she had was just, uh, it, it just, it, it's like an onion. The more you, you, you peel it, the more you find out something else. And uh, like as Bob was saying um, to me, when we started this project, it might tie back to George Washington, it might tie back to some uh, 
other English ancestry, and um, we found out that it goes back to a plantation owned by the Fitzhughes, and the Fitzhughes plantation was pretty much where all of Washington, D.C. is now. So wow. we're taking this little little farm in Lincolntown, <laughs> <laughs> and we're taking it back to there. Mm-hmm. And I'll let Bob explain a little bit more about the history of, of who they are. But the one part that I would like to make clear is that in 1920, when um, when the orphanage and the um, senior citizens' home was was here in Lingelstown, Lower Paxton had approximately 2,700 uh, occupants, residents, mm-hmm. and to have a black mason lodge be able to establish this the senior citizen home and then eventually an orphanage was amazing and the the other part that I loved about it was how it was completely accepted by all the neighbors you didn't have protests you didn't have arguments it was was just very much embraced yeah and that part I I just absolutely loved but well and you know I think Dave that's you know as we researched we found forest family ancestry goes back like you said to northern Virginia area okay but what we found was that Forrest and his wife Fanny had been in Pennsylvania from at least 1910 oh wow because in 1910 we find them in the U.S. Census down in Cornwall below Lebanon Lebanon County and then in uh, 1920 we find them up the river in Halifax and he's running a blacksmith shop in Halifax you know and then uh, 1930 he shows up at the uh Masonic home on Lingelstown Road. As a caretaker. Yeah, as him and his wife are, are running, you know, basically an early aged home. And uh, and then by 1940, he's on his farm. But, you know, it, it, I, I would like to think that, that they felt accepted mm-hmm. in the community, that they, that they felt they could buy a farm and put down roots. You know, I'd like to, I hope that's right. how they felt, mm-hmm. honestly. And, uh, but yeah, it just, uh, like they said, what, what started about a story about a, a small farm <laughs> just kept growing on us. And, and Irma was just tremendous with the, the ancestry information she provided. And because uh, what we found were, you know, the Foot family, Forrest family, were, were very active in their community in Falls Church, Virginia. They were the leading grocer or merchant mm-hmm. in the town. This is back in, you know, right after the Civil War. Right. You know, and, and then we start finding out that Forrest's father, who was an ex-slave, purchases a farm in Seven Corners, Virginia in 1864, right. which is still during the Civil War. Exactly. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. And then it's like, wow, you know, and then, and then we read things that not only you buy a farm, but he's also a a guide and a blacksmith for the Union troops in Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow, this just keeps, like they said, it just keeps blossoming on us. And we, we just thought it was a great, you know, local story. I mean, our commission, we, we tried to tell the untold stories mm-hmm. of our township. And we thought, you know, this is a great untold story that people need to hear. Exactly. And, uh, and that's, you know, it, it, I think it's turned out pretty well. Is, is even today, ten, about 20 minutes before we came here, I get another uh, uh, correspondence from uh, from your lodge, and 
that's now opening up another door that I'm going to research because even though we, we did our presentation and we'll advertise that uh, on our YouTube, and, uh, we, it's not done. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> we ever far, do yeah. is the final version because once we go public with one of our presentations, we usually get people from the community saying, hey, I have a picture of that. I know this. So, yeah, nothing we ever do is ever, like, done, done. And then, you know, we'll come back and revisit with an update. You know, this, this year's been tough towards the update. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I just thought, you know, it was a great story. I mean, you think about folks, you know, in, in 1920, you know, 20s, and, and they're operating, you know, we didn't have nursing homes in this predates the nursing care we know today. Exactly. And here, here these folks are running, you know, an early version of a, basically a nursing home. And I just think that takes special people right. to probably sacrifice, you know, to do that. So it, it, it just, like I said, just it just kept opening up more, and, and Irma kept throwing us more. And I mean, you know. We actually hit our technological bounds as far as how much editing we can do with the presentation because you know we were tweaking we're still tweaking things as we sit here right now but but yeah that's you know it was a great story and uh, and then we actually found you know a couple of guys older gentlemen in our community that actually knew them and, and we could get some personal you know feel you know one guy was you know he was he was young but he, his dad was the main milk hauler so he was able to convey some of the information about the dairy farm and right. the milk going down to the Hershey Chocolate Factory. And I thought, wow, I like chocolate. So, you know, that was all neat. And then, uh, and then the folks that owned the property afforded us access to walk through it and take pictures. And, and, and what exactly did you see when you walked through the property itself? Actually, it's it, the property. It's very. It's an old property, but it's in excellent shape. Right? It's in excellent shape. I guess I call it a little gentleman's farm today. Yeah. It's about four acres. And the barn's a bank barn. Yeah. There's not many of those around anymore. It's 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 a class. The house is 1851, I think. So it's a very old house, old farmhouse. And in the basement, there's a huge summer kitchen. Mm. And uh, we had stories that were told by the neighbor um, that. Her father, the adjoining farm. Yeah, the adjoining farm. Her father used to come over, and um, and uh, they would cook in the basement. Mm -hmm. And um, she even she even told a story about her father pulling one of horse's teeth out, you know, because wow. he, was, he needed dental. <laughs> so it, it, it was just amazing. And the interesting thing about um, the one part that we saw was where the ties. They were big timbers timbers tied in. Everything was done by Roman numerals. So we knew exactly, or they knew exactly where everything went. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the barn, the barn is pretty much probably as it was. You know, I think the roof had blown off a few years ago, but inside the barn is laid out exactly as it would have been when the forest was there. The stalls are still there, and it was just kind of like stepping back in history. Get into a, a barn that's probably built in the 1800s. You know, there's there's no nails in it. Yeah, everything is wood now and tenons, and, and you can see the, the hand workings on the beams and, and it, it's just you know, 
think the bar is pretty much as as it was. So uh, it was just neat that a farm like that has still survived because right. the, the other 50 acres has been <laughs> subdivided and milled on. And, and and here this little gem of a historical property was able to survive. Yeah, and things like that were built the last. I saw, uh, and I know you described most of that in the video, uh, but you, you I, don't, I don't know if you posted it yet, but you're going to soon be posting it. So I got a chance to, to see the video, and you explained <laughs> most of that in that. Uh, hey, I got to see it. Um, uh, but I, I do remember a certain part that there was a shadow in, in I think, the kitchen of the basement, oh, which, well, yeah, which leads we me were, to believe we I'll never stop by that barn. Yeah, while we recorded the house, the, the folks that own it, uh, I don't even know how we got around to it or something, <laughs> and, and, and they said, oh, yeah, there is a ghost here. And we kind of looked, all looked at each other and said, really? And uh, they said, yeah, you know. They, they thought they, it was they a had a name, a name for it, I forget. But they said, nah, it, you know, it's just, you know, every once in a while, the cupboard doors slam, yeah. the doors open yeah. up on their own. You know, a door will open on its own. But, but yeah, it's... I'll uh, take your word. I'm good for it. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll just look at the pictures. I'm okay we didn't go there expecting that, <laughs> did we? I mean, that was like, whoa, okay. Um, but, yeah, it was just, uh, like I said, you know, we, our commission, we strive to tell our local history. And, uh, you know, we stumbled across this and just thought, you know, this, this would make a great way to start this year. You know, we've gone a whole... We haven't met for like a year in person, and, uh, and, and we have a great following. The public has really, you know, come in on everything we do, and we thought, you know, let's get back out there and, and put something out for yeah. people to, to hear about our local history. And we have Bob was talking with um, the uh, principal at, at uh, Lindlestown Middle School, mm -hmm. and he's excited yeah, you know, because, because he wants to bring that in because he wants the students to understand that slavery is only several generations away. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people don't understand that. They think, oh, this is ancient history. And I think that's real good. And then I was talking with a friend of mine this evening who teaches at the CD Middle School, and he's real excited for the video because he said it'll go right into his, his, what he's teaching right now. So I'm, I'm glad that we're able to, to bring, because local history, kids don't... Kids look at textbooks. They can touch this. They can yeah. drive by that. Yeah. So they can understand. Physical evidence. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And local history often doesn't get told. It, right. It does get forgotten. You know, it gets forgotten and generations passed and, and the history gets lost. And that's what we've been trying to, to do is, you know, we're a very old historical area here and there's, there's things that people have long forgotten. teacher of mine in high school he's a personal friend and he's a former guest on the show as well uh shout out mr porter uh but it's interesting you said yeah uh, slavery was wasn't that many generations ago because i remember uh personally uh i met my grandfather's mother she died at um i think a couple days before her 100th birthday when i was nine years old uh and i she had good memories she could still get around she went to church she worked on the farm and South Carolina, so we would go visit her in the um, uh, the summertime, and I'd sit on the front porch with her, and she would tell me uh, the the stories that she remembered speaking with 
her grandparents who were slaves, who uh, were slaves and got out of slavery, that she can remember their stories vividly. And so to actually have that connection uh, physically, I thought everyone had it at that time, to be honest, was amazing because it does, it, more. My, my son would never, of course, never meet her, but to him, slavery, uh, like you said, is generating our long ancient history. Right. For me, it's it's old history, but it's relatively recent because I knew someone who knew someone who was a slave. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and those are the stories we're trying to preserve, and we wouldn't have been able to do a lot of this without Irma. <laughs> yeah, she felt, she felt a, a lot of the, the family history. Because uh, as soon as we started investigating research, we quickly found articles about the family in, in the Seven Corners Falls Church area of Virginia. And so we knew we were on to something else. And then when Dave found Irma, man, it was like a gold mine. Of... Because it was very confusing researching it because Fred was married twice. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had, so he had two families. And a lot of the children's names were the same. Oh, wow. So, so try, it gets confusing. Yeah, yeah trying to that tie that back in. <laughs> and yeah. without Irma, you know, she's the one that explained it to me that that's what happened. And uh, that, that made it a little bit easier. Yeah. And she provided the, you know, the historical perspective about the land sales mm-hmm. back in the 1950s. You know, the, the original homestead, you know, was not to be sold to the family. And by 1950s, you know, if here you have an undeveloped plot of land in a heavily commercialized area in northern Virginia, and the land's worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it just, yeah. He only paid 500 for it. And, $500 for the farm. Yeah. And Irma also, it was kind of interesting because she was so proud because her family paid it on the front of Ebony Magazine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pictures of the house and stuff and she just she it was great because um and this is what makes it nice to be able to tell somebody's story she would write us and she would say i have so many tears in my eyes and they're tears of joy yeah you know, because my family is being remembered and the story is going on and she never would have really known for us but it's just amazing how that so that, that makes our day yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely I see. In, in, in closing, I just want to bring up the fact that I think we learned also today, uh, again, uh, Chosen Friends 43, uh, they they shouted out uh, for the um, uh, African American History Day, um, for, uh, quote for the day, or not quote for the day, person for the day was Benjamin Foote, who I believe is a, another descendant or heir of the Foote family, who uh, was one of the first uh, African American police officers in um, the city of Harrisburg, and he has a statue and monument. I'm not exactly sure somewhere in, in Pennsylvania, more than likely Philly. He was also a member of the Chosen Friends Lodge itself, so there's more digging to do. He gave us some more work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but that it's interesting because that was one of the questions I had was Morris and Fanny end up at the Masonic home, and I was wondering were they, was he a Mason himself? Is that how? Yeah. I would assume I don't the know, connections there. I, 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 I hate to say yes, because I don't know, but I think I, I'd be at least 75% right in saying yes. Yeah, it just seems like, you know, you start connecting dots, like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they were, yeah. which is another piece of the story, <laughs> you know? So, it's deeper and deeper. Yeah, yeah, that's how these history things go. <laughs> All right, 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Please check out the video. The video will be on YouTube, and I will definitely make sure that it gets posted here for your entertainment and, and learning value. But once again, it's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, Coach Glee, coming at you. Sam, peace. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.